We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Pro teams have millions to spend, and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry with overpriced, underperforming products and decided to do something better. They found their own way to make beautifully designed razors for a fraction of the price of the other big brands, so you never wonder if you overpaid. Harry's shaving products look great, and the weighted handle makes shaving feel great too. I like to keep my beard neat, and Harry's always leaves me with a smooth yet crisp shave. Harry's quality is top-notch, thanks to German-engineered blades made in their own factory that stay sharp longer. You can get a five-blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover for just three bucks at harrys.com slash bluewire. And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set. Let's just, are you ready for rapid fire, man? I am ready for rapid fire. Because this takes us into what we're starting off rapid fire with. Fill in the blank. All the uproar about Notre Dame never being able to get a first round college football playoff by after the new 12 team format was finalized yesterday is blank. Hilarious. It's like, <laughs> were these people in hibernation over the last two years? And what's with this? the national media bringing it up? All of a sudden, like this is new news. This is almost two and a half years old. This news. I mean, I don't. I believe because I believe it came out in 2021. Yeah. So yeah. What it's are we been nearly about? three years? I think it was like the summer of 21 was when this first came out. So it's yeah. been nearly three years. Almost three. The only difference in this is they switched it instead of six automatic qualifiers and six at-large bids, which was the original draft. The only difference is there are five automatic qualifiers and seven at-large bids. That's the only difference. In either case, Notre Dame was not going to be able to get one of the top four seats. Right. That's, that's that's the same. It's exactly the same. It's never changed. And it actually gets better for Notre Dame because there's another at-large bid now. 
So, right. I, I mean, what's the problem here? What? And, no, and, the, and the funny thing is, it's not even Notre Dame fans that are complaining. It's people that just want to try to poke the bear. Of it's the anti-Notre Dame people. Yeah. Right. Oh, right. join the conference. Stop whining. Uh, nobody's whining. Like, I don't. Anybody that understands the situation is not whining at all. Right. It's, it is just uninformed garbage yes. is all it is. Be, you oh. know, because, again, people are talking about this like Notre Dame is being penalized. And this is the latest reason that Notre Dame needs to join a conference. When Jack Swarbrick is one of the people who was in the room. He was literally in the room with the Greg Sankeys and the rest of the players of the world. Like It was conference commissioners. And a school athletic director, Jack Swarbrick. Yes. So think about that for a minute if you're trying to criticize this. The people who were in charge of entire conferences, Jack Swarbrick was sitting in the room with them designing this format. And, a, you know, again, like a few years ago when the news broke that there was going to be expansion of the playoff, you and I were doing the radio show together before yeah. we started doing this show. And, you know, again, the format was a little different back then. It was the six plus six as opposed to the five plus seven, which is what they yep. approved this week. But, you know, again, like the one of the big things that stood out was, oh, Notre Dame's never going to get a buy in all this. And Jack Swarbrick agreed to this. Jack Swarbrick helped write the plan, folks. Right. Like, right. Yeah. But again, this is uh, I'm yeah, flashing right. back to like almost sure. three years ago when we were talking about it. And, you know, I don't think either one of us really cared for a system, you know, our initial knee-jerk reaction was, wow, Notre Dame's never going to get a buy. Why would they why would they agree to this? Why would they want this? But again, then you sit back and you look at it and we both changed our thinking on it, you know, yeah. as we looked at it because you look at it closer. Again, this is this is Notre Dame's concession to not yes. being in a conference. Correct. This doesn't mean Notre Dame needs to be in a conference. This is Notre Dame's concession to not being in a conference because the teams that are in a conference, obviously, the best teams are going to have to play in a conference championship game, yep. game number 13. If you win your conference title game and you're ranked as one of the top four, you get a first round bye. The other eight teams, like there's going to be a conference champion. There's going to be a fifth conference champion that's not going to get a first round bye either. Correct. And, you know, so... Since Notre Dame doesn't have to jump through that hoop playing that 13th game, as we've said plenty of times on this show, they're, you know, I don't know if you want to count, not necessarily even consolation. They don't, you know, they don't have to play that extra game, but if they're ranked five through eight, they're going to get to host a first round yep. playoff game. It's one of the prices that you pay to remain independent. Right. And that's and why Jack Swarbrick negotiated this. Yes. He wasn't, he wasn't saddled with this. He wasn't stuck with this. Jack Swarbrick negotiated this yes. because Notre Dame wants to remain independent. It is just another piece to the puzzle for Notre Dame being able to remain independent going forward. They have better access to the college football playoff. They still have their own TV contract. They're going to get to host, you know, college football playoff games and they don't have to play a conference championship game. It's, it's yeah. part of the deal. They know it. They knew it going in. So like, Anyone raising a stink about this just hasn't looked that closely at it right. at all. And look, bottom line, right? A conference champion, okay, needs to win four games to win the college football playoff. The conference championship, three playoff games. Right. Guess how many games Notre Dame has to win? Four Damn. games. Four rounds in the college football championship. So tell me what the difference is. 
You know who really gets screwed in this? The conference, the person that was in the conference championship and lost. They got they have to lose one and then win four more. They're the ones that are getting screwed out of this whole deal. Right. Not Notre Dame at all. Right. <laughs> Not Notre Dame. So right. Well, and that you don't have to risk injury. You don't have yeah. to prepare for a game. You don't have to travel to a game. You don't have to play that game. You get to sit back for a few weeks, watch conference championship weekend. You're off that weekend. You get to, you know, your your guys get to rest a little bit. You get back to practice and you start preparing yeah. for the actual playoff game. It's a game that they don't have to worry about. You know, it's they like three weeks. It's off. really just semantics when yeah. you think about it. It's it's just a, or not even some, it's just like a, you know, a little show game. It's like, okay, we're going to play this game here, potentially at home. Yeah. You know, again, rather than have to travel, get ready for a game, risk injury, all these different things. And if you're hosting that first round game, you know, you're going to play a, the number 12 seed one. If you're the number five seed, you know, you're going to play a lower seeded team. You're going to get to be at home. You're going to help your local economy. Yeah. You're going to, you're going to help your own economy, you know, pocketbook selling home tickets and you know, the, the playoff, I'm sure because it's a playoff, right, game, but, there's gonna there's but you're still going to, all the other that's parts, right. You know, that's exactly all the other right. part. And, and I don't want to harp on this too long, but I, I will bring up Joe's comment here. He says, not trying to be negative, but the committee doesn't really like Notre Dame. It's not guaranteed that they will be ranked five through eight, even if they're undefeated. Number one, there is an absolute guarantee if they're undefeated that they will be ranked five through eight. I'll take that one to the bank. And number right. two, the committee has actually never shown that they dislike Notre Dame. Right. I, I would say if there's ever any question, Notre Dame gets the benefit of the doubt every time. And remember, it's every a different time. committee every year. It's not the same. That's also true. Number of like the the committee just turned over. Like, you know, Boo Corrigan, who was the chair of the committee the last two years, he's no longer part of it. You know, so like, yeah, it, it, yeah, it turns over all the time. It's not the same group of people evaluating it and there are former notre dame people who are part of the committee sure as well yep. so, so I, yeah i just i disagree that but you're absolutely slam. right it's actually like if notre dame if notre dame stays undefeated the committee has actually been very favorable oh to them yeah in the past very favorable 100 percent. like they typically have, where yeah. notre dame has hurt itself is you know like remember you know when they went out to fenway park and you know like they, they, what was 2015 when yeah. like things fell apart for them towards the end of the season? Like, if they had just taken care of their own business, they were in, they were going to be in the playoff at that yeah. point. Yeah, so. they, they've been very good to Notre Dame. I, I, that I will say, and I guarantee you, if I ask this question to Brian, he'd be able to come up with all the different scenarios and facts to back me up. But I, I've heard him give that argument before. And so I know that the committee has been very good to Notre Dame. So, yes. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash Blue Wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. 
That's indeed.com slash blue wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Pro teams have millions to spend, and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry with overpriced, underperforming products and decided to do something better. They found their own way to make beautifully designed razors for a fraction of the price of the other big brands, so you never wonder if you overpaid. Harry's shaving products look great, and the weighted handle makes shaving feel great too. I like to keep my beard neat, and Harry's always leaves me with a smooth yet crisp shave. Harry's quality is top-notch, thanks to German-engineered blades made in their own factory that stay sharp longer. You can get a five-blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover for just three bucks at harrys.com slash bluewire. And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set. DK, by the way, thank you for the super <laughs> chat. Give Jesse his $2 back. So, that's fantastic. I love it. I love it. All right. So on the same general oh, boy. Here subject, we go. a little bit shift. So they were talking about this on first take today. You had Stephen A. Smith. He had Feinbaum on, and I don't know who was with him. But Stephen A. Smith went on, went on a... Why is Notre Dame relevant considering they haven't won a championship in 36 years rant today on his show? Your answer to Stephen A. Smith's simplistic question is what? Eyeballs. That's my (laughs) simplistic answer. Eyeballs. They're relevant because they get eyeballs and they make money. They make money for whatever city that they're playing in. They make money for whatever TV network they're on. They make you money, and they bring eyeballs to the table. That's why they're relevant. And whenever that ceases to be the case, then and they're not winning on the field, then fine. They're not relevant anymore. That's never going to happen. I'm sorry, but it's true. That's why they're relevant. Sorry, Steven. <laughs> now, I, I should issue this disclaimer. He said this on first take, and I don't watch first take, and I wasn't watching today. <laughs> But it quickly made the rounds on social media. I did. And, you know, yeah, that's I saw where, the video, but I didn't listen to it. Yeah. Uh, I didn't want to be jaded when I answered the question. Yeah. But I did see it making its rounds. Today. Right. Yeah. But guess what? What, you know, what goes viral on social media? Hot takes on at least somewhat relevant on topics. Relevant right? topics. That's yeah, right. Exactly. That's right. So Stephen A. Smith might tick you off, but he knows what he was doing like do you think that he genuinely believes Notre Dame has no relevance you know he knew that there was a very good chance that just by talking about this and by going off on this he spent three and a half minutes talking about irrelevant Notre Dame according to you know the words that actually came out of his Mm -hmm. mouth right like Notre Dame might not have won a championship since 1988 but you know what helped Notre Dame get that NBC TV contract that's more than 30 years old winning that championship or yeah, winning that championship. And the fact that they have some relevance behind them, Notre Dame's kept ponying up 
uh, you know, to renew that TV contract over the last 30 years? And why does ESPN and ABC televise all these games? Because yeah. they're relevant. You right. know, it's like there's a difference between competitive relevance and zeitgeist relevance, basically, you know, two completely different conversations. Notre Dame polarizes people and moves the needle. Sure. Stephen A wouldn't have been talking about him otherwise. He knew exactly what he was doing when he brought this up. He was talking about him because he knows there there's actually relevance to Notre Dame in his world, the world of TV ratings and clicks. Yep. And, you know, again, going viral and all this. He knew that this was something that that would blow up on social media. It was the perfect social media topic. That's exactly why he brought it up. So for well, him to say otherwise yeah. is just it's just hilarious. Yeah. And, and it's why these these writers are putting stuff out about Notre Dame not being able to be in the top four and get a buy. Like, yeah, we've all known that. But go ahead and put it out there and get your clicks and get your, you know, get us talking about it and you know, all these different things. Like it's because they're relevant. Yeah. Okay. Period. And look, and I, I mean this, I mean this with love, right? <laughs> when was the last time the Cowboys won a won a Super Bowl? I mean, it's we're going on thirty years for that as well. Are they still relevant? But they, you know, they how many how many of these different shows, whether it's First Take or Get Up or whatever, yeah. you know, on you know SVP at night, Cowboys lead, and you can yeah. have the same the exact same conversation about them, whether or not they are actually. Relevant, and there are some, you know, like Cal Brandt, like Jesse, <laughs> Cal Brandt on on uh, Good Morning Football on the NFL Network just drives Jesse nuts because Kyle, you know, has has basically, you know, it's like, look, they're the Cowboys because of the Cowboys. You know, we've got to talk about them, but I'm really tired of talking about the Cowboys until they prove they can do something when it matters. You know, the Cowboys or Dak Prescott or Jerry Jones or whoever, and quite frankly. I have fallen into that same category as a Cowboys fan as Cal Brandt. Like, I'm tired of people. Yeah, I don't want to talk about him either. Put up or shut up at this point. Yeah. But your point is taken because they're the Cowboys, because yeah. it's Notre Dame, because it's the Yankees or the Red Sox or the L.A. Lakers. They're going to be talked about because they all of those, all of those teams polarize. Yes. And polarization draws people from both sides. Whether you love them or hate them, yep. you're going to sit there and listen. You're either going to retweet it because you hate them, and you're like, "See, you know, just yeah. like is going on in the last 24 hours with all this Notre Dame stuff," or you're going to yell at the guy because you're a fan and you love him. And that's exactly yeah. why people talk about all these different teams like that. Absolutely, look, look, the Cubs won. Obviously, they won the World Series. It was awesome, but they were still relevant up to that point. Yeah. They, they would still get Sunday night baseball. They would still, because they get eyeballs, right? People care and they want to watch, right? It, that will always be the case. So if you're going to, the reason the you still get Yankees, Red Sox games yes. nationally televised when All neither the team time. is in the, in playoff contention all yeah. the time. Yeah. That's so. exactly right. Yeah. Okay. Fill in the blank. It's blank that the ACC has approved the use of, helmet technology, and sideline tablets during a, games this season. It's about freaking time, okay? I, I have been I've been out of high school coaching for the last couple of years, right? Mm -hmm. But So I coached high school for 15 years. For about the last five to seven, we had live review or live replay on the sideline on our tablets. Really? Yes. 
why could why could high schools in the inner city of South Bend <laughs> have this technology, but you can't have it in college? Right. That makes zero sense to me. At zero sense. I, I've never understood it. It's about time that they, you know, have this technology. I completely agree. And it's like when when you hear this and you sit there and think about it and you've got this sign-stealing scandal, yep. you know, running through college football last year and the team that is accused of it ends up winning the national championship and you know the NFL has it, you know, like the tablet stuff specifically, it's like the headset stuff I knew that college football didn't have, but like the sideline tablet, like that seems pretty natural right. that they well, should have that. And I guess yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, a financial deal is what people have tried to say, you know, why Come it on. hasn't been done. Are you kidding me with all these billions Come of dollars on. that are changing hands? We just got done talking about the college football playoff, the billions of dollars there, the billions of dollars that are changing hands with these TV contracts for the SEC and the Big Ten and everybody else. There's no reason that in college football, especially Power Five, that for a few thousand dollars, that should be the holdup. Everyone should have it yeah. at this point. It's 2024. It's not complicated technology, I can tell you that. I would set it up yeah. every time for a Friday night football game, and as long as you had an iPad or an iPhone, you tap into it, you open the app, you got replay. Yeah, you Draw on it, you can push it up onto a TV. Like We used to set up a flat screen TV underneath uh, you know, a, a 10 by 10 tent, you know, that you use for tailgating, mm -hmm. put it on a table and I would push the, the video from my iPad onto the thing. And I'd be coaching up the guys on the offense when the defense was on the field. Hey, this is what you did wrong. You didn't step here. You didn't do like, it is instantaneous. It's awesome. Yeah. It's awesome. Again, you're telling me that an inner city South Bend public school can afford that, but Notre Dame and the, the power five and all these other schools can't come on that. That's just, that's, that is not an argument that holds water. Number one. And then you talk about the communication and the helmet. Now, obviously they don't have that in high school, uh, but you can communicate dugout to catcher now, by the way, in, in one way radio, just in high school in high really? school. Yes, you Did can not know that. Yeah. Uh, I, I knew they, you know, they started that in college yes. a few years ago. So you but, can, but that's you another can thing. Do that. Like if college baseball can be doing that, there's a lot more money in college football. Right. Why hasn't college football been doing something right. similar? So, but you know, you know why they're doing the helmet, you know, the, the coach to helmet technology now it's because of the Michigan scandal. It, right. The NCAA is that's so reactionary. Right. That's the problem. Right. That's the problem. And, right. and Paul says, are we talking about helmet communication? We're talking about that and the fact you can now have a tablet on right. the sidelines. You side can have tablets and there's going to be yeah. so um, both. helmet communication. And to me, the helmet communication, like, again, I didn't realize that you couldn't with the tablets <laughs> before. It just seems so, like as yeah. long as that stuff has been out there and the fact that you see every NFL game and guys on the sidelines, like how they didn't have that. But the helmet thing... You know, again, it's like the NFL has had this for what? At least probably 20 years now, right? Like oh. 15 or 20 years with now, the helmet communication. The helmet so, communication, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Push the, the tablet. tablets aside. Let's okay. just talk about the helmet gotcha. communication. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. The helmet communication, like, it seems so simple. It is. Because, like, all the coaches have headsets. They're wired to the guys in the press box. 
Like, it seems like a very simple fix instead of, you know, the guys with the signs and, you know, like, like decoy guys on the <laughs> sidelines so doing the signals and all this. Like, why are we relying on that? That is yes. literally stuff from the 1950s when they've had the technology to just put a little speaker in the quarterback's helmet for decades yeah. now. Why have they not been doing it? And it's not like it's two-way. It's literally a speaker. I, it's, I don't know why it took so long. It makes no sense to me. It, yeah. it makes zero sense to me. But I guess good good on them for finally saying it's okay. Well, and it seems like the helmet companies themselves, like you just say, okay, this is going to be a quarterback's helmet, and they just put a speaker <laughs> in the helmet. You know, like, Right. How does it need to be more difficult than that? It's not. That's the thing. And And, and, and really – all these companies to get, you know, whether it's like Motorola or, you know, like, like, um, coach com. Yeah. Like whatever, whatever, you know, company like, uh, beats or, you know, whoever, oh, yeah. you know, happens to be the, the, the sponsor, like you see the coaches oh, with, yeah. the, with the logos on the side and stuff like that. It's, it's like, it just seems like, like an easy, like those companies want to be involved with high mm-hmm. profile programs and it's it's like you put a little you put a logo on a headset or you put you know a little bit of signage in the background and the companies yeah. will probably give you most of that equipment just and, for using and, it and it's not expensive to begin with that's the thing right sorry yeah i think we're all in agreement on that or most of us you and i are in agreement on that <laughs> So J.J. Watt wants to see more holding flags thrown on offensive linemen trying to block defensive players. Shock, former defensive lineman. Yeah, exactly. Three more flags thrown. Watt says the way to do it is to reduce the penalty for holding from 10 yards to 5 yards. So right now a holding call, you know, offensive player is flagged for holding 10-yard penalty. Pretty standard across the board everywhere. So he says drop it from 10 to 5. He says if you do that, it's more likely to be called more fairly because it's not as crippling to the offense. Do you buy or sell that? That's a huge sell for me, and here's why. I think if it's a five-yard penalty, I think holding gets worse. I think there's going to be more holding because it's only a five-yard penalty. Right. I, I, I think it's going to get worse. I think that's the exact opposite thing that you would want to do. I really I really do. If you want people to stop holding, make the penalty worse. Like yeah. make, make the penalty more severe. I, I, I'm completely opposite of what J.J. Watt says here. And now, do I think that it needs to be called more? Sure. There's holding on every play, right? And some of the stuff you saw, you know, some of the replay on the Super Bowl, like there looked like there were some pretty egregious holds that were not called. Okay, I, I'm on board with that. But call it. I, I mean, call the penalty if you see it. I, yeah. I just, making it a five-yard penalty is going to make you want to hold more. And because, I mean... I completely agree with that. Like if you, if you want, if you want more, if you want to reduce holding, make the penalty stiffer, not easier because, (laughs) because of what you're saying, an offensive lineman is like, Oh, get JJ Watt or TJ Watt, either one of them across from me. If I'm only going to be flagged for five yards, what's the big deal? I'm I'm just going (laughs) to, I'm going to hold on to this guy even more and make sure he doesn't get to my quarterback. And the quarterback might just issue bonuses. It's like, I don't care how many holding calls. Yeah, you know, just keep that guy away from me. I completely agree. I think it's stupid. And and again, I think this is, you know, a really good defensive defensive end who's going to be in the Hall of Fame one day, who is used to being held, and he just 
you know, he got sick of being held all the time. And in his eyes, not having enough holding calls thrown. People sure. don't want to see more penalties <laughs> anyway. <laughs> no. You know? And that's the thing is all the officials have to, have to you know, like they, they have to sort of differentiate. It's like how severe is the holding? Because there is holding on every play. How severe is it? Is this actually worth throwing a flag right, right. in this case? So I yeah. think it's complete. I think it's complete BS. I think J.J. Watt is, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I saw a college basketball writer tweet after the Super Bowl that if the Super Bowl can kick off at 6.30, why does the NCAA Men's Basketball National Championship game not tip off until 9.30? So my question to you, what would you do with college basketball's title game if you could wave your magic wand sure. and make the decision. Okay. Number one, the 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 writer the in question, it's 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 not apples to apples because the Super Bowl's on the weekend and the NCAA championship is on a Monday night. And so it's earlier because nobody on the West Coast has to get home from work. I shouldn't say nobody. The majority of the people aren't coming home from work on a Sunday. They can start it earlier. On Monday. They have to wait for the West Coast people to get home so they can get as many eyeballs on the game as possible. Right. So it starts at 920 because that's 620 out West, right? Mm-hmm. So they're stuck. They they don't really have a choice when they start the game on Monday. Now, if I am the whatever, the czar of, of college basketball, you, you, you move the championship to a weekend. Now, the hard part about that is when do you have the two final four games? Because right now they're on Saturday. And you and also you have to factor in the women's Final Four. because That's very good point. Because I think last year the women's championship game was on ABC, but it tipped off at like 3.30 in the afternoon or something like that. Yeah. And it actually got really good ratings because Caitlin Clark was playing in it sure. and all that kind of – but but that is part of the fact, you know, because like they have – they've moved the women's back and forth. It's like, you know, they they've – played it on Sundays before they played it as far as Tuesdays before to me, I would just, you know, look the first two weekends of the, of the NCAA tournament, you've got, you've got games going all day, Thursday and Friday, that first weekend, as well as Saturday and Sunday. And then the next weekend, sweet 16 and elite eight, you know, you start off at like seven 30 or something like that with the, like, why not just make, the semifinals on a Thursday play the national championship game on a Saturday night. And then yeah. for the women's, you play them Friday night and Sunday. Like, right. it seems like, seems like an easy solution because right. of it's the reason it's so late is what you're talking about. You have to wait for the West Coast people to get home on a Monday. If you play it on a weekend, you don't have to wait for that. Exactly. And you do, they do double headers at night all the time on weekdays, you know because we're talking about the final four, right? They they do like big Monday and all this other crap. Like they do a seven and a nine o'clock game all the time. Like how many times have I gone to like a Notre Dame men's game at nine o'clock on a Thursday? You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. that's not out of the ordinary. Right. So you can do your final four games on Thursday. You do your national championship game on Saturday. And then you, like you said, women on Friday and Sunday. I, I think that's the fix right there. Monday night is a terrible time to do it. It's It's terrible. Yeah, I, I don't like that in any way, shape, or form. Just Monday like, at nine thirty, especially because even oh, Monday night football horrible. starts by eight thirty. You know, right. like if you're like at the very least, make it you know let it start at eight thirty. Right. 
Exactly. Like nine thirty just seems ridiculous. Which is but also another reason why they shouldn't have the college football national championship on a Monday night either. That, yeah. That's dumb too, because football lasts longer than basketball, and it should not be on a Monday night. That that is the worst idea yeah. ever. Nope. I mean, I think all you you know, like I said, all you've got to do you they've played these tournament games on weeknights. Anyway, what's the difference if you put the final four on a Thursday night or a Friday night and then play a championship on a Saturday yeah. or a Sunday? Like, that seems like the easy solution. Whether or not they would ever <laughs> want to do it, I right. don't know. Right, I know. it. it oh, it's tradition to have it on Monday. <laughs> Thank you, Ryan Roberts, forehead. It sounds like he might be checking out. He says, tip of the cat. Hat. <laughs> tip of the cat. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady. Live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Chief Brody wants to know where we get the rapid fire content. Uh, from the brains of Sean Styers and Vince D'Addario when Sean <laughs> Styers isn't there. And then I, I I usually get a nice assist from Styers Jr. Usually, right. usually throws in a question little bit. or two. Yeah, yeah. which is always nice. Uh, but yeah, man, from the old brains, mostly yours. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, it, like if you want more specifics than that, I literally have a couple of Word documents where if like, things come up and i'll see it i'll like paste it in there oh nice the more the more relevant or the more timely you know the more the topic gets pushed up to the top but there are plenty of you know what we call evergreen stuff that we can save you <laughs> know but like you know that. it's it's it literally comes from scrolling through twitter to see you know like what actually you know and i'm not i've said this before i don't use I don't use nut job twitter you know like <laughs> because <laughs> because some jabronis out there tweeting some stuff I'm not going off the, you know, but it like go, you know, between Twitter, you know, watching yeah. you know, the different sports networks and whatever else. It's like literally, you know, there's just always something yep. going on. Always, exactly. always looking for content, you know, so I'll sit there and like, if I see something, I'll screen, you know, like I said, I'll screenshot it or save it. Or if I'm listening to a podcast and I'm, you know, yeah. like I'll, yeah. I'll open my notes and I'll, I'll say, oh, that's a good one, you know, and I'll just write down, you know, jot down. A little note. So, Gregory, thank you for the super chat, sir. Wow. How are you able to tell the difference between scheme and player talent when watching football? People don't like Jared Parker due to issues with his scheme, even though there was team statistical success. 
Well, that's a really good question, uh, Gregory. It is uh, deep, too. I mean, it is very deep, and I don't know that I can just sit here and answer it, to be honest with you. I mean, it's it's something that you have to kind of show on video, on film, and, and show the difference, right? I mean, player talent, like, okay, here here's, I guess, the best example I can come up with. Audric Estime literally running guys over and breaking tackles is player talent, not scheme. You know, players' uh, scheme would be, your formate your formations to get a matchup that is beneficial to the offense and then taking advantage of that right so i think gregory i think this is a really good question because people claim they didn't like jared parker's scheme and all that but he had a lot of success with his offense now i think what sticks out to people are like the end of the ohio state game for example or you know things of that nature and that's what sticks out and you're like well why did they throw a screen pass you know, da 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 da. Okay, I get that. You can't boil down an entire offense to one game. I mean, or or one series of one game, right? Mm-hmm. And so, I think Jared Parker did a really good job with scheme, to be honest with you. But he also had good players that made plays. So it's it's a it's a little bit of both. But yeah, I think uh, you make a really good point, Gregory, and I, I appreciate the question. No, and I mean it's it's literally. You know, NFL NFL teams uh, spend a lot of time and money on trying to differentiate this every sure. year. Oh, yeah. Right? Like, like that's how you get conversations like how good is Caleb Williams, really, when he played in Lincoln Riley's system sure. for three years, and he had a great year one year, won a Heisman Trophy, and then regressed the next year. And there have been a lot of guys who have played in that system where it's like, how good really is he? You know, and yeah. like how how much of it comes down to, you know, the, the the fact that Ohio State has NFL wide receivers all over the place. But C.J. Stroud to this point has been you know, one of a handful of actual successful former Ohio State quarterbacks in the NFL. You know, all those different things, you know, the, the level of competition that you're playing against. Are you just that much better? than the teams that you're playing against. It's tough, you know, but yeah, that's again, that's, that's where guys get paid a lot of money to oh, try yeah. to differ, you know, and again, you know, like when you, when you boil it down, most of the success that Jared Parker and that offense had was against the teams that weren't quite as good on the schedule. Whereas the sure. difficulties that they had were against the better teams on the schedule. Yeah, and it was interesting because I don't, and I'm, this isn't anything against you. It, it it is, it is too simple to say that though, because I thought his scheme was really good against those teams, and right. I thought when but they the went players up against also better, have to perform. Sure, but I, I think going up against the harder opponents, I feel like some of his scheme went away, and he almost oh, true. overly true. simplified the offense versus better opponents. Right. I thought he was way more creative less against risk. the lesser opponents. And like, yeah. if he would have used that against Ohio State, I win that game going away. You know, so that honestly, that was the frustrating part for me of the offense this past season was we saw the creativity, we saw the good scheme, but it was like he was afraid to do that against the better opponents. That that I guess is my biggest issue with the offense. No, that's a good point. Well, I think that's going to do it for tonight. Good stuff. Good questions tonight. 
Finished up strong with a really good question there. Yeah, it was. As well. Thanks for the super chat. <laughs> That's right. All right, so we will wrap it up with that. Sounds like no show tomorrow, but Jesse and Vince and I will be back Friday with the 5 o'clock Rapid Fire Show. And there's going to be, I don't know if you saw this, we're going to get to talk to Mike Denbrock. I did see this. And Max Bulla on yeah. Friday. So... I I don't think we've ever talked to Max Bulla before, and obviously I don't this think will so be either. The first, the first time yep. that we get to hear from Denbrock, so should be good. Yep. So expect some conversation on uh, on that. Expect to hear oh, a yeah. little bit of uh, a few comments from them. Oh. I think somebody got in late. Yeah. M Glade nineteen eighty nine. He says, "Has the Stephen A. Smith question?" I think he's asking if it has been talked about. It has. Oh, yes. Go back, rewind. <laughs> we talked about it, what, maybe 30 or 40 minutes ago? Yeah, right at the beginning of Rapid Fire, really. Yeah. So. Probably about a half hour ago. Go back to go back to the start of Rapid Fire, if you can find the start of Rapid Fire. I think we started about right about an hour into the show. So if yeah. you want to hear about uh, college football playoff and how, you know, in Notre Dame's place in that, as well as the Stephen A. Smith stuff. Right. We talked about it. And we do have a super chat that we missed from Chief Brody. Oh. Thank you, Chief, for your super chat. Buy or sell claiming Notre Dame as champs in 2012. And I, as he, I, he says Kali at the end. I'm not sure. I, I don't know who's claiming that, missing? but it's ridiculous. You can't claim a national championship when you get the doors blown off you in the national yeah. championship game. So I, I don't know where that's coming from, my guy. But we answered your question. It's a huge sell. Yeah. huge sell big sell oh yeah i don't again i don't know why i don't know what the context is and i don't know why anybody would say that but um yeah it's yeah. not you can't do that yeah again um m glade the why is notre dame relevant Stephen a smith stuff we talked about it a half an hour ago so you want to go back check there. that out or just wait for um thursday morning and download the podcast you can do that as well it's right at the start of rapid fire so we got that for you got you covered all right hit the like button before you leave please and of course subscribe rate and review and we will talk to you friday on ivy nation sports talk